Welcome to a podcast by Kaylee, the gateway to unlocking your unlimited potential. I'm creating an army of six and seven figure makeup artists, and I want you to join me. In this podcast, I'm going to be crushing gatekeeping, opening the doors to the knowledge you need and deep diving into the topics that can push us to the next level. Be prepared for epic guests and answers to the questions you have always wanted to know. No more small business, no more just a makeup artist. The beauty industry is a $250 billion industry and you're in it. Let's get ready to open those gates. This is a podcast by Kaylee. Today on a podcast by Kaylee, we are going to be talking to Becca Hence, also known as Beauty by Bex on Instagram. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different in that Bex is actually quite new to the makeup game. That didn't stop us from having a really beautiful, wholesome conversation today. Becca actually pitched me after hearing the Jen Daminger episode. If you haven't listened to episode seven, guys, go and listen to that after this one. That one is an absolute barrel of laughs. But Becca really resonated with that episode and she actually sent me one of the most beautiful voice notes of all time pitching. I actually don't take too many pitches, but as soon as I heard her voice note, I was like, yes, we are going to get on like a house on fire. Today is one of those episodes where you're not going to be walking away with a list of business actionable items that are going to take you to the next level, but you are going to be hearing a really beautiful conversation between two people who get on a level unlike no other. We have one of those conversations that's very similar to those coffee shop, cute, cozy, wholesome conversations where we talk about family trauma. Yes, we go there. (laughs) We talk about family trauma and trying to make people proud of you and those deeper, deeper meanings behind our why. We get really freaking deep on this episode. I don't know if I've got this deep before with someone. It was really, really beautiful. And one of my biggest takeaways from this was how much Becca freaking loves women. This is a very empowering episode, guys. This is one for the girlies and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Please welcome the adorable, the so, so, so sweet and wholesome Becca Hentz to a podcast by Kaylee. I'm so stoked to have you. Let's get into it. Would you mind telling everyone who you are, what you do, and where you're talking to us from today? Well, hi guys. I'm Becca. I go by Bex. A lot of people know me by Bex. My beauty name is Beauty by Bex. I'm from San Diego, California. I'm 31 years old. I've always been into makeup. I've always been a makeup girly since like literally I can remember. I can remember like my first makeup kit that I ever got. It was one of those rink-a-dink BS makeup kits. I wanted to wear makeup so, so bad. And finally, I remember this year in Christmas, I got this makeup kit that had mascara in it. That's when you knew it was like major. I was always wanting to grow up so fast and my mom was always trying to slow me down. But one of those things was like, I wanted to wear makeup and my mom was like, you need to chill out. You're going to do that when you're older. But I didn't want to listen. So I wore makeup regardless. I would steal her makeup and like wear it when she wasn't around and whatnot. I don't even know if you asked me how I got into this. I think I just started. Keep going. That's my next question. So like, how did we get started? 
I think I've just always been into makeup. I've always been into the beauty industry for a long time. I wasn't sure if it was like hair, makeup, fashion, what I wanted to get into. But I think there was always calling to like artistry for me. Like I've always been so creative minded and like in that realm. So I I just followed the makeup part of it. And I have never felt so in the right spot for something like I've always been told I've been a passionate person. Something about me, I'm a Leo love Leos, but something about us, we're fire sign, obviously, but we're super passionate. And I've been told that my whole life. And I've just never felt like I was actually passionate about anything. I'm like, it keeps telling me I'm passionate, but I'm like, what am I passionate about? And so I'm finally like really drawing in that this is my passion and it's all making sense. Now. I'm like, I, I could talk about makeup for hours and hours and hours. I could sell anybody on makeup. I could convince a guy to let me do their makeup. Like that's where the passion is coming from. So yeah, I've just, I've always been into it and I wish I would have started this a lot sooner in my life, but you know, just the way that things worked out, I'm really getting started now and I couldn't be happier. Wow. So you're quite like new to the career side of makeup artistry. New to the career side, for sure. I went to esthetician school during 2021 and I got licensed the following year, 2022. And in that process of the schooling, there's a portion of it that's four weeks of makeup. I think I went to school thinking, let me legitimize this and make it feel more professional because I think I was deterred away a lot by my parents specifically and just kind of society kind of telling you like this isn't necessarily a career it's not a good job this isn't corporate so i always had this in my mind like okay that's not a real career that's not a real thing to go after my parents kind of always tried to push me into college get a degree and i have two siblings who always had a straight focus of science engineering related schooling. And so I was kind of always the oddball with the creative goals and it wasn't looked at as professional and like long-term and whatnot. And so finally, when I went to, when I decided to go to the school and it, it made sense, it worked out. My parents finally were like, okay, she tried the college thing. It's not working. We're going to support her finally in this. That's what I needed. I needed the support and I guess just the support from my parents and the understanding that, okay, this is something that she does want to do. And she's going to, once I want to do something, once I have that motivation and that drive, there's nothing stopping me. I felt more motivated, more accepted and more professional and confident to move forward in a professional setting with this rather than just like, I like to do makeup. I love, I'm just a makeup artist. And I remember you saying like, no more just a makeup artist. Like you're a makeup artist. You are a professional. You are somebody who has talent and skill. And it's like, I had to switch that mindset for me. And I think going to school and getting a certification in something legitimized it for me. And it helped me launch a new chapter in my life, you know? So I'd say like I'm pretty new in the professional aspect of it. I'd, I've, I've been doing this for maybe like a year and a half, like professionally, but I've been doing makeup for as long as I can remember. Like I was doing my friend's makeup for prom like 16 years ago, whatever it was. So, well, welcome back. Welcome to doing makeup. And finally being in that chapter where you like accept like, hey, this is a real career. Like you can make tons of money. This is just as valuable as corporate careers. I, I feel still really sad. And I think there's still a lot of work to be done with society in general around accepting makeup and beauty and anything creative, really artists in general. But I'm really glad that you're there mindset wise. Other than getting your your license was there anything else that got you in that mindset 
COVID obviously helped being quarantined and all of us just like really expanding our creative work ethics, if you will, like hobbies, we were really like toning in on those. And I think that really did help. And, you know, that obviously kickstarted me wanting to go to the school. COVID and just like social media has such an impact on the beauty industry. I downloaded TikTok and that I just went down a rabbit hole of like makeup tutorials. And I was back in that like, okay, I'm just constantly surrounded myself with like learning new skills and new tips and tricks. And it was like, it brought something back in me. And I was like, okay, I actually want to do this more often than just randomly here and there doing my own makeup, randomly doing other people's makeup. I think COVID, unfortunately, was a blessing sometimes in certain ways in that part of it, like where we were able to tap into our creative minds and really like bring that forward. I think that really did kickstart this whole process for me. Amazing. When did you discover, out of interest, my podcast? I have quite a few jobs and one of them is being a nanny. And so the baby that I watch, I started with her when she was just weeks old. And so in other words, I just walk around with her a lot. So I wanted to start a podcast. I've tried to find like the self-help podcast and I've found some that I like, but I've never really stuck with. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if there's a makeup podcast. There has to be. There has to be some somebody talking about makeup that I'll relate to that I can learn from. And when I typed in like makeup podcast, just something super general on Spotify. You're the first one that came up and I instantly heard your accent. And I was like, okay, well, she's from the UK. I don't know if this will be completely relevant to me. So maybe I'll try to find someone from the US. I couldn't find something else that stuck with me. So I was like, let me give this podcast by Kaylee a chance. And I'm not kidding you, probably like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, I don't care if she's from the UK. This is super relatable to me. And I feel like I'm going to learn something from you. And I've listened to every single episode since then. Like it's religious. Like I I walk with the baby and if she could listen, she would probably listen, but I just have my headphones. (laughs) And it's the most like educational. I even send like I screen record it and I'll send little inserts to my friends that I find like inspiring and that I know that will help them in some way. And I've done that because I'm just like, even though this is a beauty industry makeup girly podcast, there's so many like words of wisdom that you will spit out as well as your guests. And I think you're just such a positive, optimistic, like helpful person that it's like infectious. And I want other people to feel that that I'm feeling when I'm listening to you. So yeah. (laughs) This is supposed to be about you. (laughs) But thank you. This is not all about me. Okay. (laughs) Well, well, we'll get to your podcast potentially later. I would happily be a guest one day. So for the listeners who want a bit of context, um, you reached out to me via DM and you had just listened to the fabulous Jen Damages episode, which I shouldn't have favorite children and I definitely don't have favorites, but I look back so fondly on that episode because me and her just had so much fun. And I think everyone could tell, right? What made you love that episode so much? Most of the guests that you bring on, I don't know of. I listened to that podcast. I think what she was saying that really just spoke to me and like I really related with was that she talked about how 
she wanted to make a difference in the world. She wanted to positively impact people. And what better way to do that than like making them feel good about themselves. And I feel like that's my whole thing. I've always just wanted to make a difference in this world in some way, shape or form. And I couldn't figure out exactly what I was going to do in order to make that happen. But I've always enjoyed so much just like hyping people up and boosting people's confidence and not even in a fake way, just like legitimately being like, bro, you are beautiful. And like you have incredible things about you. And like you need to see that about yourself. I've always been surrounded by so many wonderful people and loving people in my life that it's been easy for me to be reminded constantly of my positive impact and you know great things about me. And I, I think it's so important to hear sometimes. And so when she was talking about that, I'm like, same. Yes, Jen, that's exactly where I'm at too. And so there was another part of it that she was like, why not just try, just reach out. She was talking about like, you know, making content for other brands and getting affiliated with them. And she was like, just send them a video, make a video for them and send it to them. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to DM Kaylee right now. Like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm like, I honestly did not even think that you would respond. I'm like, what are the chances she even sees this? I'm going to go on on a limb and just like put myself out there and see see what she says. And so here we are. This is just a little tester for me to see if this is something that I could see myself doing. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. So obviously you put yourself out there in a way that can be really vulnerable and really nerve wracking. You DM'd me and I, by the way, I love like chatting in the DMs. You know that now. I always love like connecting with the community. So I will always respond to them. But obviously sometimes people don't. I have been ghosted so many times when I've pitched. It's a hard thing to pitch and put yourself out there. It's really difficult. Have you always been like that? Or was it like the Jen episode that just like pushed you to do it? I wouldn't say that I'm a shy person. So I don't know. I, I feel like I've been pretty good about putting myself out there. The Jen episode definitely really pushed me because I think in comparison to like random things, putting myself out there, for instance, and like something in terms of like this career that I'm trying to build, there's something about sometimes when it's your passion in your career that makes it a lot scarier because you're scared of failing. Whereas like I'm putting myself out there for a guy that I'm interested in or something like that's a little less scary to me than like my career or something that I'm like really, really passionate. This is my baby. Like I want this to be perfect. A little bit of a perfectionist with it. And I think that's a fault as well, because I'm so scared of failure sometimes that I won't put myself out there. And so I think the Jen episode really pushed me in that category, like to be like, no, there's no reason to be scared. And it was just kind of a reminder, like the worst that could happen is that they say no, or they don't respond, you know, like that's the worst that could happen. And maybe it's a stab to your ego a little bit or your confidence. You just get back on the horse and then you try again for the next time. It wasn't meant to be like, I genuinely believe what is meant to be will be. And so I'm in the right spot at the right time at all times. And so I was meant to reach out to you guys. I, I would say that I've, I'm pretty good about putting myself out there, but I also am human and am scared of being vulnerable and failing. And so there are times that I need a little push and reminder that it's okay to put yourself out there. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be told no. It's okay to be rejected. Like the part of you getting back up and trying again is what says more about you than anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say actually 
for me and my own personal career, I remember when I moved to London like 10 years ago, I think I didn't know a soul. I was so new to the city and I had no client base. And I thought, okay, clients aren't coming to me. I need to go and find some brands to work with, some companies, some some production companies and this and that. So I made pitching a part of my weekly routine. Every single Thursday, I had a big old notebook. I probably still have it somewhere around here. And I would write down every production company, every agent, every PR, every brand that was based in London. And I made a spreadsheet and I would pitch them. And I pitched hundreds and hundreds of companies and brands over that year. I did it every Thursday for hours and hours. I would say if I looked at the collective data, probably only 10% of those got back to me, like really 10%. But big buts coming up out of that 10%, that 10% was enough to get me paid. That 10% was enough to establish myself. Some of those brands that I reached out to, I still work with today, 10 years later. And I think it's just that one chance and you have to take that chance. Nobody else can give it to you. You have to do that, right? No, that's amazing. And I think that that says a lot about you too, because that's incredible for your own professional building skill set. You reaching out to all those people, regardless of you thinking you're going to get it or not. I'm not doing a lot of the pitching too much because I do have a good following that like know of me, same situation. We kind of all grew up here. So they've they've had a follow I've had a following in this industry somewhat, you know. But to go to a whole new city and have no clientele, no anything, that's difficult. So that says a lot about you to be able to build that from the bottom up. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. But you also, credit to you, you reached out to me. You took the chance and you're on a podcast now. And that also says a lot about you. Well, you know, Kaylee, we're just starting out and this is not the last time you'll hear from me. I promise you that. I love that energy. Obviously you are at the the beginnings kind of, not beginnings of your career, but you know, you're in the middle of it. And on this podcast, we talk to people who are at the beginning. They haven't come out yet, those episodes, people who are at the, sometimes the very end and some people who are in the middle. And I think the people who are in the middle have a lot to give in terms of what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. So do you mind if we do the business part of the episode? Obviously you've been in the game a long time and you come at it from a really unique perspective in that you are born and raised, as you said, and you have like an established following and client base. So over the last year or two where you've been building your business, what for you has really worked out? Has it been utilizing the people that you know? Like what has it been that has set the ball rolling for you? Definitely the people that I know, whether it be word of mouth, friends of friends related back to the people that I know, or or it just be the people that I know. But I feel like the majority of my clientele are people that I am associated with through mutual friends. And then it becomes word of mouth. Those are the majority of my clients, I'd say. But definitely being intertwined with people in the industry in different categories, like photographers, florists, hairstylists. Like I have a few friends in those categories and they put my name out there and they'll send me clients that are looking for makeup artists. And then I also work at a bar. People will comment on my makeup like, oh my God, your makeup is amazing. I'm like, oh, I'm a makeup artist. Just like putting it out there, you know, just put my word out there. If you need my card, if you ever need your makeup done. And, you know, that's got me a few clients. So just selling myself and advertising myself, literally walking around with my face. (laughs) But, you know, I could definitely do a lot more 
I think the consistency of posting on social media, like it works phenomenally in bringing me clients. I, I don't often get too many complete strangers that see my posts and I'm not associated with them on some level of a mutual friend. I generally, I feel like it's mostly word of mouth and mutual friends. I will say that I know that I could be doing more. I think I stretch myself a little thin with the amount of different things that I'm doing that focusing it all in on makeup is difficult for me. But I know that I could be doing... I have so much more potential. What are some of the things that you are like dreaming of? I I know some people hate five and three-year plans, but I bloody... I'm so type A. I love a five-year, three-year plan. I definitely am one of those people that... I'm not going to say that I hate a five-year plan. I think that question always kind of would like freak me out a little bit because I am such a live-in-the-moment person. But obviously, like I have dreams and plans. I want to be Rihanna's makeup artist. And Rihanna, I know you're listening because I'm sure this is your favorite podcast too. I want to be Rihanna's makeup artist or just on her glam team, on her team of any kind. Like I also nanny, like I said, so I'm like, she's got two kids now. If you need a nanny, you need a makeup artist, whatever you need. But something like that, like being on a specific team for like a specific person, I think is something that I would thoroughly enjoy as long as it's somebody that I mesh well with, obviously. But just being like, a good friend, traveling with them, doing the makeup, I think is something that I can really envision for myself. And if not that, just like doing makeup as my career, whether it be actually doing the application of makeup or later on down the line, like I would love to teach classes and and be in that kind of environment. I think I would thrive in that as well. Like I, I like to teach a lot. I just don't know if I'm there yet. And this is also me telling myself that I'm not as good as I may be. But you know, I don't know if I'm there yet with my skill set to be able to feel good enough to like give all that information down just yet, but I'll get there. It's, it's in the works. It's we're climbing that mountain for sure. But yeah, I, I think being on a glam team is something that I've always just like really idolized. Like, wow, that would be amazing. And Rihanna, that's my girl right there. So I'm just going to note down. I'm going to note down, get Rihanna's makeup artist on so we can like pick her brain. It's Priscilla, isn't it? Priscilla, is it Priscilla? I wouldn't even know where to start. I have no idea. But that's a great shout, like Rihanna's makeup artist. And I can totally see that for you, girl. Like, do you know that's capable? I am 100% sure it's capable and it's going to happen. I'm going to work with Rihanna. I know it. I've been saying this for years and years. I'm her number one fan, like literally. So I just, I feel like we would just vibe so hard. Like that style, like her, like badass, like savage, you know, whole thing about her is just so me. So I think we would just have so much fun. <sighs> I love that. I love, I'm going to manifest that for you and I can see it happening. I appreciate that so much, but I also want to tell you, you are somebody that I completely idolize as well. Like I think everything that you do and for those who listening that don't know about you, like you do mentoring for aspiring makeup artists and makeup artist students and already established makeup artists, you do a level up club that like, you know, people like me or people that have gone through your mentoring, like just like a continuing education, basically program for people in this industry and amongst so many other things. And you have a podcast, you are a makeup artist. There's so many things about you that I want to be as well. And so I think just being introduced to you and getting to now meet you and talk to you, like, I'm just like, I have so much to learn from you and I am eager too. So one day I'm going to interview you, mark my words, I will interview you and pick your brain because I think you have a lot to give and a lot to teach. So 
Thank you. That's so nice to hear. That is so, so nice to hear. And I feel like without getting too deep, but we can get deep. We can get deep on a Thursday morning slash afternoon. Uh, I feel like as an educator, you don't hear that too much. You're an educator. So people come to you a lot, you know, um, and you never really get, like I do get praise and I don't, I don't desire praise, but when you hear praise, it's obviously great. We all love to hear that our work is touching someone. So it's just really nice to hear it. So thank you. That really means the world to me. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear it more often, or at least maybe you don't hear it, but other people are saying it because like you said, I don't know if this is a common thing. I haven't seen anything aside from your level up club, your mentorship. I've never, I see masterclasses held here and there, but like something about you just feels so, so genuine. And you're not looking just to like get people's money. Like you're genuinely trying to teach people and help us in the industry. Like level up and like get to our full potential. And like, that's something I don't feel from the other opportunities that I have seen. And so I think that says a lot about you because you are genuinely just trying to pass along your information that you've learned over the years. And that's huge. That's like a huge blessing to be able to receive that and then to give it. So I think you need to hear that more often or need to be reminded that you are so, so important and so valuable and people may not be reminding you, but are feeling that trust me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm literally going to take this snippet and I'm going to save it in my pocket for those days where I need that like boost. So thank you. <laughs> um, it really was interesting to me. You mentioned something earlier that really took my interest and it was that you, a lot like Jen, felt like you had like um like a higher purpose or you just wanted to do something that mattered. And I really resonated with that because I felt that as well. I felt like there wasn't a space for what baby Kaylee needed. I felt like I loved doing makeup, but I wanted to do it on like this bigger scale. And it almost can't be summed up in words, that feeling, right? It can't, like, I can't articulate it. What does that look like for you? Do you have any idea what that looks like, that need to want more? I've always told myself that I've wanted to make a difference in the world and I wanted to make people feel good. I love making people feel good. I love, you know, when you turn that mirror around and they see their face for the first time and they like light up, like that is everything to me. I remember maybe two compliments that I received over the years that really stuck with me that I just like have owned now is that someone told me one time, like, Becca, you're one of the most confident people. And when you go out, it's incredibly infectious. And I'm like, <gasps> that made me so happy. Cause I'm like, that's exactly what I want without forcing it on people. Like, I'm just like, I want it to be infectious. I want you to all feel like this feeling that I feel, you know? And so when I do people's makeup, I can see that happening. And I think it's just wonderful. I think aside from just like the whole process of one-on-one -on -one girl time, just that girl time chat, like them picking your brain when you're doing makeup, just like such girly girl time. Like I just love it so much. And then, you know, it's just even better when you can boost their confidence. I think it's amazing. I can tell. I think everybody will be able to tell. And I think people really undermine like the power. People just think it's just makeup if they're not like in it. You know, I think my mom also is one of these people who um, to this day, to this day, I mean, I think she's getting better, but to this day, my mom still thinks I don't have a real job. And it's like, what? It's very tough. It's really frustrating. And I feel for you, like, I still don't think my parents completely understand what I do and like the depths of it and like the professionalism of it. And so actually, I think it was a week or two ago, I went and did makeup at my mom's hairstylist salon, um, who I used to go to years ago. And 
she still, you know, does hair for my mom. And so I set everything up. I hadn't seen her in years. You know, she, she saw me as a kid growing up and I'm setting everything up and she was just in awe, like, Oh my gosh, Becca, like, this is so professional. This is so amazing. And I'm like, I know. And so I told her, you know, I don't think my mom's ever seen me in action like this. I don't think she's ever seen my setup. She's helped me finance my setup, like presents. I'm like, I could use a chair. I could use a table, you know, like things like that. So like, she knows the things that I have, but I don't think she understands the whole everything behind it. And so I told this hairstylist, I'm like, you know, I would love it more than anything if you were to relay that information to my mom. I think ultimately, and maybe you feel the same way, I want my parents to feel proud of me and accept what I'm doing and be like, damn, my my girl is a kick-ass makeup artist. Like, I, if I heard something like that come out of my parents' mouth, like, I think I would just die happy. Like, ultimately, like, I really am looking for my parents, like, acceptance in this. I think that would mean the world to me because growing up, you know, we were told that it's inadequate and whatnot. And it's just, like, hurtful because it's like, why? Like, why is it? You know, like, we are artists. Like, we are creative minded people. And this is our outlet. Like just because it's doing it, the product on a person's face to maybe hide flaws, to maybe boost their confidence. It doesn't downplay it in comparison to being like an artist who paints portraits. Like we are artists, we are using our creative minds and this is our outlet. It's just unfortunate that the society looks at it this way. But I will say, I think with, I'd say like the last three years, if not longer, the beauty industry has just like rocketed and it has a lot to do with social media, just being exposed and everyone being exposed to different tips and tricks and ways to do things. And so I think makeup artists are looked at completely differently than they did. They were maybe five, 10 years ago. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. It's definitely going in a better direction for sure. We have a lot of work to do, but I think the the world is listening finally. It's actually really interesting when you were talking about getting your parents' validation. I did an exercise with my own mentor called The Seven Levels Deep. And it's basically an exercise where you you figure out what your why is, like why you are working, why you're why you're doing this essentially, right? And I thought my why was to to empower women. I was like, that of course that's my why. But you go through this exercise and it takes you through these seven levels of really what is your why? Why are you doing this? And funnily enough, when it came down to my base level why, it was really interesting. My base level why, the seventh level was I wanted to make my parents proud and I wanted to be safe for once in my life because growing up, there was a lot of debt. There was a lot of financial instability. And I was shocked to read that, but it made so much sense. It makes so much sense why even now, like I just, I'm dying for one of them to say, I'm really proud of you. I'm just dying for it. <laughs> you know? I hope they're listening to this right now. And I hope they tell you that because there's so many reasons. I know I'm just going to keep praising you. And this Kaylee did not tell me to say these things, I swear. But like, there's so many amazing things about you and for them to be proud of. And I think ultimately, like our parents just always want the absolute best for us. And maybe they don't always communicate it properly. And at least this is this is how I'm taking it for my parents. Like my parents have always just wanted the absolute best for me and wanted a better life for me than maybe what they had. And so they're just pushing and pushing and pushing. And I appreciate that so much about them because they were always trying to push me in the proper direction they thought would bring me success. But I think if I were to do that shadow work or whatever that work, I ultimately I think that would be my unconscious goal here. Yeah. It's a really, really interesting exercise. 
I completely, completely agree with you. I know that it's not coming from a place of like they're disappointed in my career path or anything like that. I think it comes from a place of worry that like this won't sustain me long term. And it comes from places of love. And that's what I constantly like, not constantly, because I think like you, I have accepted that now. And I think that's what you have to do. If anybody is listening and they're in a very similar situation to us, which I know a lot of people will be, I think you have to accept you might never hear those words. You don't need those words necessarily to thrive. Ultimately, like I think what you need to do and what matters the most is that you're proud of your own self and that you're happy with your own life. And of course, like having your parents' acceptance and words of affirmation would be incredible. But I think ultimately for those who are listening that are relating to this, being making sure that you're proud of your own work should be good enough and is good enough. And I think that's what's important here. We shouldn't be looking for acceptance from everyone else that may not even have all the context and the understanding of what you really do. Like, and I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with my case. Like not everybody understands the depths of it all. And I think once you do, like for instance, like my best friend who I live with, she she sees the ins and out of everything. And she, you know, he, hears me vent about complaining, whether it's complaining or just like, you know, good things. And she, she understands how much work goes behind the scenes of a makeup artist. And so when people do, you know, for instance, give you backlash on your pricing or like, you know, why do you charge this? Or why do you pay extra for that? It's just, she understands and she sees it all. And so she's always like, man, you need to make more content you know, for the behind the scenes. So people understand those things. Because not everyone understands, like you said, like there's so much more to the makeup industry or being a makeup artist than just doing makeup. There's so much more, whether it's the physical stuff or the behind the scenes mental stuff, like there's so much to it. And just going back to what you said earlier about the way it makes people feel, we are so privileged to be in one of the only careers. There's not many careers that can say they can work with somebody and that person will walk out of that door feeling entirely better about themselves mentally and physically. You know, like I think of a handful of the examples that come to mind for me is like even with an actress and you get them in character, that actress could be like a ball of nerves. You put that makeup on them, they become that character. And that's so psychological and that's so amazing. And I think people really skim over that part. You know, you put makeup on somebody who's just been divorced and is going on their very first date and you make them feel like such a queen and you you make them forget all of the shit that's happened over the last year. Like there's not a price for that. And that's a really amazing part of our career. No banker can say that. When a woman feels that confidence, it's it's so infectious. And it's like, it's an experience when you get your makeup done. It's not just the application. I'm not just standing there putting your makeup on. Like we are vibing. I have the music on. We're talking, we're venting, we're gossiping, whatever it is. We're hyping each other up. We're just having girl time. And I feel like that in itself can be so empowering, whether the makeup's on or not. It's like just that like good energy throughout that whole process. And then walking away like with a new friend or, you know, it's priceless. Like I absolutely love what I do so, so, so much. Oh, I could tell. I could tell. And you're making me like, you're making me miss it. I'm just grateful that I have the skills to do the makeup because like, this is my favorite thing ever. This podcast is brought to you by the Level Up Club, my monthly membership for makeup artists. Imagine a place created with done for you monthly resources and coaching, literally everything you need to create and scale a profitable, thriving makeup business. 
well it exists and it's called the level up club i am so proud of this membership i literally poured my heart and soul into it inside you will find monthly canva templates monthly stock images social media calendars email templates workflows pro program lists agency lists monthly coaching and conversations with the people who can help smash gatekeeping i'm talking agency owners prs top makeup artists and experts they're all inside and not only that but monthly in-person events we have already held portfolio days headshot days branding days and so much more is coming the club is taking the mystery out of making money Your makeup business doesn't have to be make-believe and I'm showing you how. And guess what? It's only £30 a month. In London, that's literally two hot chocolates. I'm not even kidding. So come and join us, the only membership I promise you'll ever need. Now, back to the pod. Are you ready to play Smashing the Gates? Smash the Gates. The Gates. I feel like we should make a little (laughs) jingle. Me and you were just about to make one. You should. You should. That would be great. You know this game for anybody who is tuning in for the very first time. Smashing the Gate. uh, My mission behind by Kaylee is I like to smash down the gates of gatekeeping that stop women from earning more and achieving more. So we've got some quick fire questions, but feel free to elaborate on any. So I feel like this, this was a funny one. I just pulled this, this question out of thin air, to be honest. I don't know why this question came to me, but I feel like it's actually the perfect question for you. Power of the universe, because you mentioned you're a very confident person. So what is your number one tip for building your confidence, pitching, just getting a little bit more confidence as a woman? I think I'll have to say the best way to do it is just to honestly put yourself out there. I think surrounding yourself with people that make you happy is a huge thing for me. Like I've just kind of been blessed in that area, but I think that's my number one reason I'm as confident as I am. I think being around the people that love you and bring out the best in you and are able to bring that out of you, that confidence. Um, But if not, like, you know what I used to do all the time is I would just sit there and play with makeup and take some awesome pictures of myself and post them. And, you know, maybe it was two in the morning that I was putting a full set of makeup and lashes, but like things like that, just like boosting your confidence and just being genuinely happy with your own self, I think is where it really starts. I think for me, like, it's always just been a inner self thing. Like I I am beautiful. Like, and I'll talk, I'll talk to myself. I'll talk to myself all the time, first of all, but in the mirror specifically, like, I'm just like, every once in a while I'll be like, bitch, you are so beautiful. Like you are so amazing. You are so great. The way that you speak to yourself is so, so important. And just reminding yourself of all the wonderful qualities about yourself. I think this is a really hard question because there isn't like a one and done tip. Like There's not one thing you can do and you will instantly be more confident as a person. But I think I completely agree with what you said about taking pictures of yourself. And I think that can sound really, it can sound really vain in principle. It's not so much seeking the validation from other people with these pictures. I think obviously that helps, but like, it's sometimes just like you need a little reminder and maybe those little reminders, you know, those comments, those little hearts that you get, the likes, it it does help. And, and it's not meant to be vain. It's more just like, sometimes you do need a reminder, because there are, you know, there are those negative people that'll bring you down to bring you down to their level. And another thing I will remind myself constantly is that, you know, if someone's bringing me down, if someone's 
putting negative thoughts into my life, into my head, I have to remind myself like this is so much about them and it's not about me. Like the way that they are reacting and the things that they're saying are more projections of their own self than they are about me. And like I, that puts me in check all the time. Like, okay, they're saying those things, but in reality, it's because they feel that way about themselves. Like it's not about me. And, you know, I know you asked me how to get that confidence within yourself, but yeah, like you said, it is difficult to really pinpoint an answer for that aside. I think the best thing I can tell you is just remind yourself that when people give you those negative thoughts, that it can be so much of a projection from them. And also to just surround yourself with people that do love you and fulfill you with support and love is very important as well. And if all else fails, take a damn picture of yourself. Get dressed up and take a damn picture. Like I think as well, there's something for for me personally, I really resonate with what you just said because I've had a, a year in business which has gone fantastically. But with most things, when something goes really high, other parts of your life take massive setbacks. And one of my massive setbacks is the way that I feel about myself over the last year. And I spoke about it on stories the other day. And next year, my word, I don't really set resolutions. I have words of the year. And my word of next year is me, because I know that sounds really selfish, but I think I need to be selfish next year. And part of me getting back to myself and my confidence again is to put some damn makeup on because I've spent a whole year looking at myself on Zoom with no makeup on and walking around in sweatpants for a year because I work from home all the time. I need to get back to feeling and looking good about myself. It really makes a huge difference. I know you wrote in the email, like talking about setting up this podcast, just kind of gave me a lowdown, but you were like, no need to dress up. Like I'll be in my PJs too. And like, that's great. And I loved that energy. That was something I even told my best friend about. I'm like, oh my God, she's just so personable. I do think when you dress for success, it really can alter your mindset. Like it's so silly and it's so easy to lay around in like loungewear. Once you just like remind yourself like, damn, I am cute. Like I look great. And it's not that you need makeup to do that, but sometimes you just need a reminder. Like I said, it really is important to just bring your own confidence up sometimes. Like not always just like needing that validation from other people, but you need to feel good about yourself. And sometimes makeup and a cute outfit will do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. And for me, it is about next year. I'm going to look damn cute. (laughs) No, I love that. I love that your word is me. It should be good for you. (laughs) I love that this is so not quick fire. Oh, I knew. I knew it was not going to be a quick fire. There's no, there's no quick fire with me. Okay. It is. You asked me one question. I could talk for three hours about it probably. So (laughs) not quick fire, but pure fire in the answer. So there we go. Pure fire always. Um, Okay. Tips for somebody who is struggling to put themselves out there for opportunities. Just coming from me, I literally put myself out there on a whim. There's no, okay, not to downplay myself, but there's really no legitimate reason for me to be on this podcast aside from me putting myself out there and selling myself and being like, hey, I feel like I have a message to bring to the world, whether it just be like a small bit of positivity or boost it to your confidence, whatever it is, like whether it's like makeup experience or not, I put myself out there because I had to remind myself what's the worst that could happen. They say no. And that's something that I'm really working on with myself because fear of failure is serious. And that's why so many people don't put themselves out there. But I think the more that you do it, and the more that you get rejected, the easier it becomes. Just like you said, you may have put yourself out there a 1000 times and the 10% that did respond to you made you successful and where you are right now. So I think 
you know, just hearing stories like that and just knowing that not everyone is successful with their pitches or, you know, their posts, but the consistency of doing it will bring you success down the line. And I think just being reminded of that is important because I know I need it. Um, But yeah, just being consistent and telling yourself that it's okay if it doesn't work out because whatever is meant to work out will. And even if that opportunity, and I'm so, so in this mindset, if that wasn't meant to be, then it wasn't meant to be. Like if they said no, if you said no, then it was just like, okay, I just wasn't meant to be on this podcast. Maybe we weren't the vibe. Maybe I wasn't going to benefit from this in the long run. Like there's always like a positive outlook to it, everything and a lesson to be learned through everything. So as long as you just remind yourself that it's okay to fail and it's okay to be rejected, it'll get easier with time. Absolutely. I love that answer. I love that answer. And I think one thing as well that maybe you could look at or anybody who's kind of struggling with hearing the word no, one thing that I absolutely loved in like the last year or so is there is a guy on TikTok. And if you just look up like 100 rejections, it's this guy and he said he had really shy and he he just wanted to put himself out there and gain confidence. So he would go for 100 days and seek to get 100 rejections and that would make him more confident and used to hearing the word no. Uh, so he made it like a TikTok. It might even be a YouTube series. And he goes into like coffee shops and he asks like, you know, Starbucks, can I, can I have it free today? And sometimes he does, he hears a yes in the most obscure places. I think he went into Gucci and they had like a display that had like little ping pong balls in this beautiful window display. And he went into Gucci and he said, oh, my brother plays ping pong. Can I have one of these balls? And they were like, yeah, here you go. And they gave him like a Gucci or Prada branded ping pong ball. And he's done this 100 days and out of the 100 hundred days of rejections, he heard more yeses than noes. And his confidence now, he's like, I don't even care if I hear a no, my confidence is in such a different place. I didn't mean when I said become numb to hearing no, but it's exactly like you almost hear more confidence in hearing no, because you're just like, that's okay. If this isn't working out, I know something else that will. And that's something that I need to be better about is just asking. I know I have a couple of friends that I really like look up to in this aspect because I'm like, oh, she really just asked that. Like I would have never asked that, but half the time it works out for them. And I'm like, I need to just stop being scared of no, because they're probably like, if someone were to ask me a question, most of the time I'll be like, yeah, no problem. You know, but I think like I can be like in my head, like maybe I feel like a burden asking this of this person. And I think maybe just flipping yourself in reverse, be like, if someone were to reach out to me and say this, like, how would I respond? I would probably be open to it and I would be willing to help them or whatnot. And not everyone is. So I'm not going to say that everyone feels the same way. But like, I think also flipping yourself and is kind of a good perspective to look at it. That's a really cool project that he did. I that was insightful. I like that a lot. I would love to do that project. What are some of your favorite podcasts or business resources that you can share with us? Um, Well, first of all, podcast by Kaylee, obviously. Um, (laughs) But you actually put me on to, and I don't remember her name because I've only listened to one or two episodes, but the Manifestation podcast. Oh, so there's a couple. There's Victoria Jackson. Oh, what a dream. I got onto her podcast after your episode because I'm all caught up with your episodes at this point. So I'm like, I need I need something else to also listen to. And she was somebody that I really uh, clicked with in your podcast. And so I started listening to her podcast. Who else do I really like? Jen, I, I think is an amazing person. She's so much fun to watch on, on as well. But yeah, also just like finding TikTok users that I really enjoy watching. And for instance, if I find something that they're doing 
doing that, I'm like, that's kind of the vibe that I want to do. I'll go through and I'll, I'll just take little notes of things that they're doing that I want to be doing as well. Just finding people online, honestly, that have a similar vibe or, you know, we're maybe in the same situation level wise professionally and just kind of like, okay, what are they doing that's bringing them clients? What are they doing that I could kind of relate to and just take notes on and it's really a lot of social media, honestly. And I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you too many names because I think I just get lost in just like the search. But social media is huge for me. And I, I learned so much from them. Like I could credit, aside from my natural creative skill, so much of my talent just on YouTube, you know, growing up and now TikTok and pictures, Instagram. Oh my God. Actually, there are a couple girls in San Diego that I am in love with. There, there are a couple like um, bridal makeup artists that I've I've found to learn so, so much from. And one day I've, I've met them. I went to a, one of their master classes, but one day we're all going to work together. And I'm just like, we're going to vibe and this is going to be so much fun and I'm going to learn so much from them. But there's a couple girls in San Diego that are really well-established bridal makeup artists that I want more than anything to learn everything from. So So you've mentioned a few times just to me and maybe on the podcast that you would love your own podcast or YouTube channel. What has stopped you? I think I I tend to load my plate with a lot. And once you do that and you have so much on your plate, you get overwhelmed and you almost don't want to do anything. And I'm guilty of doing that often. And so I have so many ideas and I'm so ambitious with what I want to do. I get overwhelmed and I end up not doing anything. So I think that's part of the reason why it's overwhelming to me, unfortunately, and I know so many can probably relate as I've listened to your podcast and the guests that come on, they do say this, that it's almost like the content creation when it becomes like part of your job, it almost becomes a little less enjoyable and like more pressure is on it. And so it becomes more work than fun. And it used to be just fun for me. And now I feel like it's almost like I'm obliged to do it and it becomes less enjoyable for me. And I think that's where I'm at with the content creation. And that's what's held me back from doing the YouTube channel. And the podcast obviously has been something I've talked about doing, but I've never like really thought about it. I always thought that I wanted to do YouTube because I think I love watching myself on camera and I like editing video. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, I talk so much that maybe a podcast is better for me because the podcast part of it is like more raw and like, I don't have to worry about what I'm looking on camera and I don't have to like reenact what I just said because I didn't like this or that on my face or whatever it was, you know? And so I think it's partially, will this even do well? Will people even want to listen to this? Will people even want to watch this holding me back? And then also just like it being another thing on my plate as like a makeup artist slash two other jobs, you know? So I think unfortunately with social media being as impacted as it is in this society, makeup artists are now so many more things and just makeup artists and it's not just makeup artists that have to but all sorts of creators in this industry we are content creators we're videographers we're photographers we're editors you know that takes a lot of time and so I don't necessarily have all that time it needs to stop being an excuse but it is it's overwhelming to do these things you mentioned like voice notes earlier on you and your friend's voice note and that could be a podcast that's literally the name right there the voice note podcast or something Seriously, like I was just thinking yesterday, like me and my friend were just talking about the podcast thing because obviously today and she's like, I've been saying we need to start our podcast. And I was thinking in my head, different names that were coming to mind that we could call it and the voice notes. I love that. I love that. There we go. 
I will say this has remained half a hobby, half a monetized hobby, I guess. But even with it being part of my job now, I still love it just as much as episode one, if not more, because the way it grows, it becomes more rewarding and it opens pathways and doors that you never expected like this one today. We would never have had this conversation before, you know? Um, so I think don't be too scared about like losing the love for it because you can always maintain boundaries. You know, if I ever, there was a, a stage kind of around Jen's episode, it might've been just, just after Jen's episode where I had immense pressure. So I took three or four weeks off and nobody cared. And I think it's in our head that people were like, oh, why hasn't she posted? But they, they're so supportive. So I think you can still really maintain it as a hobby, even if it is monetized or becomes part of your job to some degree. You'll still love it just as much if you maintain like boundaries. Right. I know the boundary thing is definitely something I need to work on in general in my life. Um, And it's something I am actively working on. But um, it is just interesting because I used to like make videos and record videos and post and edit them all the time just for the heck of it. Like I would make video montages of me and my friends or an event that we had, whatever it was. And it's so much fun. It is a lot of work, but it's always so rewarding at the end to watch it back. But as soon as I started doing makeup, it became so much more overwhelming to me to make these videos and whatnot. And I think it had also something to do with me wanting to showcase myself perfectly. And you become so much more in your head when this is your career and your passion. And my friend Michaela always tells me when I get nervous before a makeup appointment or whatever, she's always like, why are you so nervous? Like you're so good at what you do. You know this. You want to be nervous if it wasn't something you really cared about. And I'm like, you're right. That in itself just makes me feel better because I'm like, okay, that's why I'm so nervous because I really want this to be great. And I want to relay that and have everyone feel that it's great. And like, you know, you're just a little more of a perfectionist when it's something you really care about. It's like your baby, you want to make it's precious and you want to like protect it at all costs and make sure that it's amazing. And I think that's that's what holds me back. I get overwhelmed. I start to be a little too much of a perfectionist. And I think about it when I'm on social media and I'm just like, yeah, that was such a simple post, but like it can be so overwhelming when it's your own thing, you know, and that's so silly, but I need to get out of that mindset. And when you do, gosh, it's going to be such a good podcast. I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself back. I'm the only one holding myself back. So I really need to get through that mindset. I'm really looking forward to it though. When you're ready, it will happen. Trust the timing of the universe. Took me like 10 years to make a podcast. Yeah. And it's thriving now. I can't even tell you, like I've obviously told so many of my friends about this that I was so excited about it. And I think a lot of people's reactions were like, oh my God, you're finally on a podcast. Like I'm so excited to listen to you. And as much as I am thankful for that, but I'm also just like in my head, it's funny because I'm like, this is a makeup podcast. And I don't know if everyone knows that. I didn't necessarily advertise it's a makeup podcast. I'm just going on a podcast. And I'm like my favorite podcast. And so it's just funny because it's not so much just a makeup podcast. And I I need to relay that as well. Like I learned so much from the guests that you have. And it's not just makeup artistry. Like this is obviously a makeup girly podcast, but it's the beauty industry. And you're just teaching so much about like optimism in life.
life. And like, just like you said, putting yourself out there just as a business person in general, you can learn so much from this podcast. And I think it's such a positive impact. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you, Kaylee. I think you're amazing at what you do. And I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I think this has been an amazing episode. I think people are going to love it. Genuinely, I think they're going to love it. And I I really want to thank you as well, because not every guest who comes on, and this is not a bad thing. It's just sometimes people don't feel inclined to share family or feelings. You know, sometimes people don't feel comfortable and that's absolutely fine. But thank you for sharing, you know, about your, your family, because I feel like when you share stuff like that, which can be a little bit harder to talk about because, you know, they might listen um, or something like that. It makes others feel seen who, who are also going through that. And that's really important. And I really want to thank you because it's brave. Yeah. I've, I've felt that in a lot of the guests speakers that you've had like I'm like you know what I relate so hard to that and I think it was important for me one of the reasons I wanted to be on this podcast so much was because you have these super well-established experienced people on here that have so much education to pass along whereas I don't necessarily feel that I was equal to that but I am a person that so many people can relate to and so many people are probably in the same position as me and so I wanted to be on here for those people and you know that may be in the same situation with their family and like trying to impress and you know feel appreciated and seen and just like you like you had that same kind of situation going on with your parents and like that's one person but I can only imagine how many other people feel this way and like I think it's important to feel represented and like understood that there are others feeling the same way but you can still have this outlook on things or this outcome from things you know I think it's important to just feel represented in all areas so I hope I can inspire somebody just one person and that will be good enough for me from this podcast I couldn't agree more where can everybody find you um you can find me on Instagram beauty by Bex is my at that's where you can find me I mean, Bex, this has just been one of my favorite episodes. I just feel like we had such a soul connection. I think Leos and Capricorns are meant to be friends, to be honest. So thank you so much. Kaylee, I had so much fun. You're going to hit me up when you come to San Diego. And whether I do your makeup or take you out or both, I am all yours. Let's do it, girl. Thank you so much, Kaylee. I had a blast. This was amazing. You have been listening to a podcast by Kaylee. Thank you so much for tuning in today and being on this mission with me to self-improvement and taking steps towards financial empowerment. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to follow me on the gram at Podcast, where I post pretty much daily. I would also love to hear your thoughts, feedback and energy. So please do leave me a review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you are listening today. In the meantime, I want you to go forward, believe in yourselves and be the change you want to see. Bye guys. 